Hold it right there. Before we start the podcast today, I just want to say something. I know you're wondering what I want to say. I'm going to get to it in just a second. I'm just, I'm leading into it, okay? It's a big lead up, okay? Are you ready? Yes, you're nodding your head yes. Like, hurry up, get into it. Hurry up. Well, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. I really, really appreciate you being part of another podcast with me. It means so much. I'm having such a blast recording, making podcasts, doing weird transitions in between, making ads, and just so much other fun stuff. And I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen to these episodes, go through the news with me throughout the winter. It's a slow season. Go through yearly reviews with me. And I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Alright, what is going on ball boys and ball girls? Jewel back here with you again today, bringing you a special Friday episode of the show, going into the holidays. I figured more is better, and I wanted to try some new things with you guys today. I wanted just to talk about the most relevant news. You guys can always read the full news over on the website of, of the blog and go under the Around the Horn tab. You can read all the news. I just want to start covering big news. I don't. I feel like I cover all the news. If you guys like that, let me know over on the website and the forums if you guys like that. But if not, then let me know either if you want me to kind of just stick, stick to kind of where we're at. So three big pieces of news to cover today. And I'm going to go backwards a little bit. So if you were reading the blog, you would see this going down. So you would have to scroll down and go back up. But whatever. So the Cleveland Indians have decided to change their name. They will stick with the name Indians through 2021. However, they will not, they already have gotten rid of the Chief Wahoo logo, but they have still been making merch and selling it. However, this year, for the rest of this year, while the team does away with it, they, any profits made off the Chief Wahoo logo will be donated to Native American organizations, which I think is great. And I think this is great for the Indians to take this step. We don't, no one really knows the origin of the Indians, like where it came from. Um, people think that it came from, it was to honor Louis Sakalexis, a Native American and fan favorite of the National League's Cleveland Spiders in 1897 to 99. You know, that one's not 100% true. It also indicates that Cleveland chose the name to capitalize on the popularity of the 1914 World Series champion Boston Braves. However, 105 years of the Indians will be no more. The 106th year will be the last name of the Cleveland Indians. 17,000 games later, it's incredible. The club does plan, however, to get the community into it, much like Seattle did with the Kraken. Uh, they're going to take their time to decide on this. They're going to take the whole 2021 season for trademark, rebranding, you know, colors, logos, everything. So they're going to make sure it's thorough and give fans in Cleveland the best that they can. Uh, next is, let's see, the MLB owners and executives want players to receive the COVID-19 vaccine before the start of the 2021 spring training which means they want to delay spring training till May. However, the players' union's like, "Mm, we've MLBPA Senior Director of Collective Bargaining and Legal, Bruce Meyer, said, 
via Drellich. We've seen an anonymous quote attributed to club sources casting doubt on the start date and length of the season. To be clear, and as we make clear to the league, players are planning on showing up for spring training on time for a full 162-game season, as outlined in the CBA and the league's previously issued schedule. I love that the MLBPA is sticking to their guns. The players want to play a full season. The players deserve to play a full season. They already have protocols in place. They already have, you know, rules, regulations, daily testing, all that in place. And so why delay when everyone involved can make money? And yeah, I think it's smart if they stay on track. And then when the vaccine comes out, you can add that in and then possibly start helping get fans back to the ballpark so it's in a more controlled environment but right now as it stands it could be delayed it could not there's a lot of talk between the mlbpa and the mlb owners regarding rules universal dh collective bargaining so we will hear these two sides talking a lot throughout the rest of the winter going into spring training but i am glad the conversation's on the table now that makes me really happy as a fan as a blogger to be able to see that it's happening now. Then lastly, the best news, I love it. If you have been listening to me, following the blog, you know that my great-great-grandfather, Frank Albert Young, or Faye Young, is considered the dean of the Negro Leagues and Negro sports writers. And it makes me so honored to talk about it. I love it, it makes me so happy. And just, you know, it's a long overdue, long overdue, but during the following statement was issued from the commissioner's office. During this year's centennial celebration of the founding of the Negro Leagues, MLB is proud to highlight the contributions of the pioneers who played in these seven distinct leagues from 1920 to 1948. With this action, MLB seeks to ensure the future generations will remember the approximately 3,400 players of the Negro Leagues during this time period as major league caliber ball players. Accordingly, the statistics and records of these players will become part of Major League Baseball history. End quote. Begin quote. MLB and the Elias Sports Bureau have begun a review process to determine the full scope of this designation's ramifications on statistics and records. I am overjoyed. Many, many in the Negro League community that I followed that post. There's a big Facebook group, about 8,000 people that I'm a part of. It's it's the happy, happiest news of the week of 2020. Much long overdue. When I first saw the news, I got emotional. I was thrilled. It's a great step forward for the MLB. It's long overdue. Um, Bleach Report has an amazing four-part documentary over on net, on YouTube. It's only about 25, 30 minutes. And it kind of talks about the Negro Leagues from the horse, some of the players from the horse's mouth themselves who played in them that are still alive today. And it's seriously so good. I highly recommend that you go over to YouTube. I'm not sponsored by YouTube. I have no affiliation with them. Hashtag not a sponsor. Bleacher Report, not a sponsor. But please go and educate and learn about the Negro Leagues. It's the Negro Leagues Deferred Series. And with that, let's jump into free agent signings.
so some of the free agent signings um, that I talked about on the blog, there were some players that won't be in the MLB in 2021, including starting pitcher uh, Wee Yin Chen, left-handed pitcher Adam Conley, right-handed pitcher Robert Suarez, right-handed pitcher William Cuevas, and left-handed pitcher Andrew Suarez. So there's many more that are deferring to the KBO or NPB for the 2021 season. Um, that's because, A, they have fans, and, B, it's great for players who have struggled in recent years to go over to those leagues, kind of reestablish themselves, learn, take a break from the MLB, and then come back and then play well um, after they tweak some things in their game. The coaching's just different over there. If you have ever watched a KBO or NPB game, the style is so different. It's so fascinating. I invite you to go and watch some of those games. Um, some prevalent signings. David Dahl signed with the Rangers on a one-year $303 million deal. Oh, not $300. Um, David Dahl was one of my most one of the most surprising non-tenders to me. Um, this, but this is a great signing by Chris Young and his crew in there in Texas. Um, you know, it didn't take long for the Mets to sign catcher James McCann. So there were reports. Um, day before that, you know, the Mets and McCann were in advanced talks and then suddenly the contract details and length got leaked out and then the Angels were somehow in contention for him and then the Mets ultimately landed in. Um, so great. That's a great signing for the Mets at catcher. It allows a lot of room for other signings. Uh, plus McCann's only 30, so it was a, it's a no-brainer signing for four years. Uh, the Boston Red Sox signed outfielder Hunter Renfro to a one-year deal for 2021. is a $3.1 million deal. So in the same range as David Dahl's, um, Renfro was cut. He was DFA'd and released by the San Diego Padres um, after posting, you know, a, a subpar 156, 252, 393 slash over 139 plate appearances in 2020. Renfo is a platoon option in the outfield. He's played very, very good defense, above average defense between the corner outfield spots with 23 defensive run saves over the last three seasons. Um, and it's great for Boston. Renfro's controllable via arbitration through 2023. Then the Royals and Greg Holland are uh, agreed to a one-year $2.75 million deal with a $1.5 million available in incentives. The 35-year-old had a great season in 2020 as he pitched to a 1.9 ERA, 252 FIP with a 27% strikeout rate to a 6 point with a 6.3% walk rate over 28.1 innings pitched over 28 games in 2020. So a huge addition for the Royals to keep him in the bullpen. Um, let's see. The LA Angels added a piece to their bullpen as well. They keep adding. They're, they're aggressive. I love it. Love to see it. Uh, they added left-handed pitcher Alex Claudio on a one-year $1.2 million deal. Claudio is a ground ball specialist. He owns a 60.6 career ground ball rate. Um, and he he does well against righties, despite the system, formerly being a lefty one-out specialist kind of guy. And so, yeah, it's a solid addition to that, to that bullpen for the Angels. And then we only had one trade. This week so far, um, well, we had a couple actually, but that I've already talked about on the blog. Um, the Mariners acquired right-handed pitcher Rafael Montero in exchange for prospect Jose Cornel and a player to be named later. 
Montero was good in 2019, posted a 2.48 ERA uh, after missing 2018 or over 29 innings pitched. In 2020, he pitched to a 4.08 ERA with a 3.70 FIP, over 17.2 innings pitched. And Montero will look to continue to compete in the NOAL West with the Mariners. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about all the free agent rumors and trade rumors of the week, of the moment. Oh my gosh, what is that smell? Hey, Joel, what are you cooking? Oh, me? I'm just over here cooking with some Danos. Danos? What is Danos? Well, my friend, you don't know till you Dano. That's literally what I asked, but what is it? What is Danos? Is it like some Kentucky seasoning? Actually, yeah, it is. Um weird that you asked that but Danos no sugar low sodium all natural ingredients all good stuff inside of this bottle right here you can never use too much because it's made with real sea salt fresh ingredients no crap no MSG no glucose it's gluten free and let me tell you I put that Danos on everything and I did not know until I Danoed and my life has never been the same. My cooking has not been the same. Nothing has been the same. And that amazing smell you're smelling is just Danos. Wow, dude, what can you put it on? Like I said, you can put it on anything. Chicken, steak, pork, ribs. You can put it in your soup. You can put it in your clam chowder. You can put it in your chicken noodle soup. You can put it on your tacos. You can put it in your taco meat. You can, you can, Dano put that stuff on everything. Wow. Dude, where can I get some of this? Here, let me tell you real quick. You can go to theballboyblog.com slash my dash deals page. All right, I'm following, I'm following. And then what? I'm here on the page right now. Click the link that says Dano's. Okay, okay. Click the link that says Dano's. It took, did it take you to the site? Yeah, yeah, it took me to the site. Oh my goodness. These are... Great, that's such a beautiful packaging. I'm ordering some right now. Awesome. Well, since you clicked the link, you let them know I sent you. If you don't click the link and you decide to go straight over to danos.com, just put in the code BALLBOY at checkout to let them know I sent you. You can thank me later. And yeah, that's all there is to it. And like I said, you don't know until you Dano. All right, we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. Let's talk some rumors. So, just as many thought, when the Phillies hired Dave Dombrowski, they were not looking at a rebuild. They are looking to retool, not rebuild. Um, it was reported last earlier in the week that Marcus Semien was progressing toward a deal with a team, and he could close that deal in the coming days. And that was on Wednesday. It's Friday, so... Obviously, it's only been a couple couple days. We haven't seen a deal yet, but a deal could be coming soon. Um, let's see, what else? Um, speaking, and the Phillies are, that's why I was thinking of Dane Dombrowski. Um, the Phillies are one of the teams that he's been in talks with. 
And, you know, his market is really wide open. And my bold predictions, I actually predicted him going to the Mariners with a position change uh, to second base. But he has indicated he is willing to move to second base or third base if the situation is right. Uh, the Detroit Tigers are going to wait out the offseason and kind of see who's left. The team will look to add a left fielder or right fielder, so a corner outfielder, first baseman, and a couple of pitchers into the mix. They have so much young talent. They are focused on that young talent, getting them reps, and getting them everyday playing time in 2021. The Tampa Bay Rays have a massive need at catcher this winter, and so they've already started to fill it with a couple trades. Um, however, they did sign Mike Zanino as well, brought him back on a one-plus-one kind of deal, very incentive-laden deal. Uh, to hopefully get more production out of him so that he plays more. That way he is showing that he's worth it, deserving of that playing time in that, ne- in that next year with that contract. Um, but they ultimately ended up re-signing for cheaper than what his option would have been for this season. So smart move by the Rays. Um, they have also spoken to starting pitcher Chris Archer. Um Another one of those full circle circle moves that could happen, just like the Adam Eaton move with the White Sox. Um, if you guys remember, Chris Archer was traded to the Pirates that in a deal that brought Tyler Glass now. And, oh, I can't remember the outfielder now. We'll, I'll think of it, and I'll remember. Um, man, why can't I remember? It's, uh, it's going to drive me crazy. should have had it written down. But anyways, they are in talks on a reunion, but it's mostly going to take Archer agreeing to a minor league deal with an invite to land Archer just because of how tight the payroll is for Tampa Bay. Despite making it to the World Series and having you know, the most TV revenue next to the Dodgers. So interesting there. Uh, let's see. The Red Sox have been in talks with several free agent starting pitchers mostly because Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez are questionable for opening day at this point. But we still got months before what we before if they actually we actually know for sure. But it's not looking likely right now. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, Rich Hill, Corey Kluver, and Japanese right-handed pitcher Tomoyuki Sagano are all targets at this point. Uh, speaking of Kluver, Kluver is planning on throwing a bullpen session for interested teams. In, early, in the early part of January, along with Kluber, Julio Tejon is also planning a showcase for interesting teams in January as well. Um, this will be a very common thing this winter for these pitchers who are trying to make their way back after either down 2020 or not pitching in 2020 at all to prove that they're healthy. Let's see, the Nationals have spoken to the reps of JT Romuto. However, they are looking... Um, you know, to put their money into many areas. They don't have a lot to work with, like like many other teams. They have shown serious interest in free agent outfielder Kyle Schwarber and the Twins, Indian, in, Twins Angels, Yankees, and Blue Jays have also been linked to the outfielder. Um, and they could just roll with Jan Gomes and just find a platoon partner for him at catcher. Um, the Dodgers and... Free agent Justin Turner could be working on a deal. It's been reported a couple times that it's going to be overwhelmingly possible that Turner returns to the Dodgers. Um, he's been a very integral part of that team for years now and getting to the World Series and winning one. 
The glove has started to fall off for Turner, so a move to second base or first base in the future is likely, given that there may not be a universal DH yet. And I think DJ LeMay, whose agent was kind of messing with us on the 13th, saying that the two sides are more than $25 million apart. And then Aaron Boone kind of came back at that and said, re-signing DJ is our team's number one priority. So I honestly think it was a ploy, get fan buzz, a little bit more leverage in negotiations, and all, it all lines up. Uh, the market for Liam Hendricks shaping up. Uh, White Sox, Dodgers, Astro, Mets, Blue Jays. Tomoyuki Sagano, um, he's been contacted by the Red Sox, Padres, Blue Jays, and Rangers. Outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. He could sign a contract soon. Um, I guess he's had more than just discussions with the Phillies, the Cubs, and Blue Jays, and of course the Red Sox as well. The Oakland A's and infielder Tommy LaStella have been in negotiations on a new contract. Um, both sides would like to stay in Oakland if the money's there, but the money's not there. Tommy Lestello has plenty of other suitors to take him other, other way. Um, and just like I said a little bit about the Tigers earlier, one of the club's priorities is to enhance their pitching staff. Um, so hopefully looking for a couple of those cheaper options later in the winter. Kind of what we're looking at. I don't think they're going to do anything major. They got Manning, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, many other young pitching prospects, high-end that should be coming on their way. So that's all of the free agent rumors that I have for now. Of course, there's always more going on. Um, LB Trade Rumors is a great source. Um, you know, it's in the name. Uh, Bleacher Report, you can look under their rumors and kind of see what's going on there. Or you can just Google, honestly. There's a lot of beat writers. Twitter is a great place as well uh, to kind of find information. Uh, those are some of the sources that I use. Obviously, I don't actually talk to any major league teams. I'm not affiliated with the MLB in any way, shape, or form. Um, Dave Dombrowski, you know, he's been busy already in Philadelphia. He's taking calls on Vince Velasquez along with Gene Sakura and others. Look for him to make a few trades to kind of make this roster his own, kind of see where they're at going into 2021. Um, so... And then it's really interesting. Washington Nationals GM Mike Rizzo, he made a statement. I think he's doing one of two things with this statement. He's either being 100% honest and upfront with the media, which is really out of character for a GM, or two, he could just be using this following statement as a ploy for leverage and a display of gamesmanship um, between them and the Cubs. So he said, Open quote, we, have, we haven't had a serious conversation with Chris Bryant in probably two years, or about Chris Bryant in probably two years, Rizzo said. Close quote, open quote, he was not a big guy on our radar last year or this year. He's a great player, but at this point in time of where we're at and what we have in our farm system and where we're going, we think we can allocate our dollars and prospect capital in another way. So make of that what you will. I make of it that's a little bit more smoke than anything else. And we'll see. It's really just a wait and see. Uh, so that's that's it for the trade rumors. Uh, injury updates. There's not many. Right-handed Blues right-hander Tim Meza um, is planning on coming back after having Tommy John surgery and a flexor tendon surgery. That And he's been out of baseball for well over a year. So he looks to help the Jays and be the only lefty out of the pen for them since they don't really have many options. 
Uh, Matt Chapman of the A's has been cleared for increased activity. Should be ready for spring training. He underwent hip surgery during September with a 12 to 16 week recovery timetable coming toward the end of that. So looks like he's well on track to be healthy for 2021. And then Giants fans, rest assured, superstar shortstop Buster Posey will be back for the 2021 season. As he said, he is confident he will play in 2021, which is the last year of his contract. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in 2021 with Posey and post-2021 with Posey and the Giants, as he will have many suitors. And then lastly, a little bit of prospect buzz, outfielder Sayuli Matisse, the Royals' 22-year-old outfielder, has played some great baseball in the Dominican Winter League thus far as he slashed a 364-500-1.09 slash line over just 14 plate appearances. Sample size is small, but there is severe talent and upside here for the Royals. So look for him to be in spring training and a part of this organization, possibly in 2021, if not 2022. And that's going to do us for... All the news, all the rumors, everything like that, and bam, making great time. Let's get into a couple reviews right after this. Hey, Joel. Yo, what's up, Joel? Hey, what are you drinking over there? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. You probably, you probably would love it if you had it. What is it? I want some. Oh, it's raised energy. It's amazing. 300 milligrams caffeine, no sugar, no carbs, no crap. Just amazing, clean, fresh energy for you to drink. What? Dude, no way. Let me try that. And what do you think? Dude, where have this been in my life? Where can I get some? How do I get some? Awesome question. Let me tell you. You can get some of that delicious drink over at theballboyblog.com backslash my-deals. You go on down. You go to the link that says Rep Sports Raise Energy. Click it. Go to their page. Order as many cases as your heart desires. And then, boom. Go check out. Put in the code BALLBOY to say 15%. 15%? No way. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It is. So, yeah. What are you waiting for? And Go order some. I just did. On my phone. Right now. I ordered the Baja Lime, the Mango Guava, the Watermelon the Galaxy Burst, the Phantom Freeze, Apollo, and I'm so excited to try all of them. Dude, that's only scratching the surface. You still got Sour Gummy Worm, Grape Gummy Worm. You still have Strawberry Colada, and I believe that's about it, actually. You got all of them. Good job. So, yeah. Order, 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 order. Use my code. It'll save you a headache, literally. (laughs) See what I did there? But regardless, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And please, go be like my friend and go get yourself some raised energy. What are you waiting for? All right, let's jump into some reviews. If you haven't already seen it, I have tons of reviews already done over on the website. Already done, published, that I haven't talked about on the blog yet. Some of those include the Boston Red Sox, Arizona Diamondbacks, Los Angeles Angels, Kansas City Royals, New York Mets, Washington Nationals, Colorado Rockies, Seattle Mariners, Dodgers, Rays, Astros, Braves, Phillies, Giants, 
Um, and if you missed it previously, we have talked about the Minnesota uh, Cincinnati Reds, Minnesota Twins, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, St. Louis Cardinals, New York Yankees, Miami Marlins, Oakland A's, San Diego Padres. Um, so yeah, go over there, check it out. Um, but today we're going to talk, let's talk Indians and let's talk Blue Jays. How about it? Uh, so let's talk Blue Jays first. I must say that I absolutely loved what we saw from the Toronto, aka Buffalo Blue Jays in 2020. I thrilled beyond thrilled um they acquired jonathan vr from the toronto from the marlins um they got robbie ray from the blue from the diamondbacks they got taiwan walker from the mariners and they also got daniel vogelback from the mariners as well but he was dfa'd a few days later overall the moves led them to a 33 or third 32 and 28 finish. I personally had them projected at a 33 and 27. So I would say I'm pretty spot on. Um, and I had them finishing in third place, which they did. But I did not have them slotted for a playoff spot, which they got. Um, you know, great seasons from Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Bobachet, Kevin Bizio, Rowdy Talese, and overall. I, you can say rebuild complete. This team's in contention. This team's ready to win. Their manager finished third in manager of the year voting. And they are they they are ready. Um so yeah, I loved everything about what was the Blue Jays in 2020. But of course, with everything that I love, there were some things I didn't love. I didn't love any pitcher who wasn't Hunjin Ryu or Taiwan Walker. They were just kind of insignificant in the rotation. Tanner Rourke, um, uh, I don't Tyler Anderson because I don't remember his first name. Matt Shoemaker, each pitch to a four point seven one ERA or higher. Nate Pearson was severely disappointing in the little bit of time he had in the big leagues this season. Overall, the team had a four point six zero ERA. Um, but regardless, they won enough to make the playoffs, but they did have a first round exit, which you never like to see. Overall, I, I loved everything about the Blue Jays for the most part. So that takes me to kind of where, where do we go now? What's next? Um, well, they got, they got some holes to fill. They got a rotation that they've been filling out. They, you know, could consider, still consider extending Teoscar Hernandez, Gudiel Jr., Bobichet, Biggio, or Teles, um, Vlad Jr. Um, hopefully they bring back Walker because he was excellent. He had six starts and he pitched with 1.37 ERAs. So overall, just, you know, kind of retooling, not rebuilding, just retooling, adding in some, vet, some vets to help these young guys that continue to develop. Um, but they're on the right track. They're on the right track. Right now, they've been connected to superstar from the KBO, Ha Seung Kim. If they sign him, oh, Yankees, watch out. And Rays, watch out. Um, but, you know, really just biggest takeaway is just keep, stay on it, stay on the path, 
stay with it, keep moving forward. Uh, you know, they have an ace in Ryu, build behind him, build the bullpen up behind him, and this team will be easily destined for some great success. And it looks like we're going to have time here for one more review before we close out today. So let's talk Cleveland Indians. And of course, both of these links to these yearly reviews will be posted in the description of the podcast today. Um, so what what happened with the Indians in 2020? Well, let's take a quick look. They finished at 35 and 25 with a second place finish in a much tougher um, division. Um I had them projected at 38 and 22, so I came pretty close. Not as good as the Blue Jays, but I was just a couple wins off. So I'll take it. Uh, let's see. What what did they do during the season that was significant in terms of movement? Um, they placed Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger on the restricted list. This was huge because both players were pitching exceptionally well before this move, um, but they broke uh, COVID-19 protocols. So they got punished for their actions. And they paid the price. Both of these guys probably would have been in the Cy Young conversation, at least Plezak was, um, before the suspension and the time missed. Uh, speaking of Clevenger, he got traded, along with Greg Allen and a player to be named later, to the Padres for catcher Austin Hedges, uh, right-handed pitcher Cal Quantrill, right fielder Josh Naylor, um, and a mix of prospects in Gabriel Arias, Joey Cantillo and Owen Miller. Um, this was great for the Indians because they got a lot, lot of high upside prospects in return. Um, Naylor was great for this team down the stretch. You know, and in the postseason, he hit 714. Um, in the postseason, that was very brief for the Indians. Um, yeah, it looks like Naylor is a very solid part of what they got back for Clevenger. So really happy about that. Uh, let's see. What else? What did we love? Well, they made their fourth playoff appearances in five years, which was great. And this team has been great for many years. We saw another great season from Jose Ramirez as he finished second place or third, second place in the AL MVP, which was great to see. He was, you know, just phenomenal all season. Uh, he hit 292. 386 OBP, 31 walks of 43 strikeouts, 10 stolen bases, 17 home runs, and 46 RBIs. Man, what a season he had right behind Jose Abreu for that MVP. He's came so close so many years now, and I, you can't just imagine he's going to win one sooner than later. Uh, second baseman Cesar Hernandez and DH friend Mil Reyes also had great seasons. Um, but the best season of all from the White, from the Indians was Shane Bieber. Eight wins, 1.63 ERA, 122 Ks, a 21 walks, 14.9 K per nine. What a season. Did you know that Bieber's dropped his ERA by more than a point over his three pro seasons each year? He's dropped it by more than a full point. It's pretty great. Um, man. That's just incredible. Um, also good season from Carlos Carrasco. Zach Plezak also had a great season. Tristan McKenzie and Brad Hand. Um, hopefully 
the Indians are able to re-sign Brandon Hand to a new contract. Um, what do we not love? Well, they didn't make it very far into the playoffs. And, of course, Francisco Lindor is on the trade block yet again. Coming into his last year of his contract, um, it's all but inevitable at this point that Lindor gets traded. I do not see him on this team when opening day 2020 comes around. If he is, he's gone by the trade deadline for sure. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much not to love about the Indians or not like. Um, so what's next is what they get for Lindor. If they keep him, do they trade him? And kind of the direction they go after that. If that move has a domino effect, well, what will happen? Um, you know, he, he's coming off one of his worst season. Granted, it was 60, game, 60 games. He didn't even play in all 60. Um, but if he, you know, would have had closer to Jose Ramirez numbers, he might have already been traded by now. The value is kind of really hard to determine after a 2020 season. Or they still could re-sign him. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about he could still be re-signed to a long-term deal. We don't know. It could happen. Um, so it's kind of just a wait and see. Um, but you know, he's 27. He's gonna. He's in that spot with Mookie Betts was last last year. You know, he's ready for that 10-year con- that big big contract. Um, so we'll see who he gets it from, where he gets it. Ultimately, it could still be in Cleveland, but it's more than likely not going to be. Um, and then what was the biggest takeaway? You know, the pitching was the bread and butter of this team. Kept them in games. It won them a lot of games. I mean, Bieber himself won eight games of the 33, they, 35 they won. Um, Jose Ramirez is a stud of this team. He single-handedly wins them games. Um, you know, they're still a really, really good team with great pieces in the lineup. The only thing they need now is just a little bit of help in that bullpen, and they'll be right on top of this division with the Twins and the White Sox competing for first in those wild card spots. Hey, it's me. It's Jewel. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for being with me today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being part of the podcast, part of the blog, and I really hope you are enjoying the content. And I want to be able to further interact with you. I want to further get your opinions on the podcast. I want, I want your opinion, and so I need it. I crave it. I desire it. I want it. I want it more than a kid who loves cake wants the biggest cake in the world. That's how much I want your input. I want you to come over to theballboyblog.com backslash forums. Go to the forums, comment, post in any of them, the Ask Me Anything one, the 2021 predictions, your bold predictions, or make your own forum. It doesn't matter. I need you to come over there and interact with me. I would love it if you did. And then you can click over to the My Deals page, and then I can save you some money on some great products. And then you can go back to the main page of the blog and you can go through and you can read all 85 pieces I have up on the blog. It might take you a minute, but it'll be well worth it in the end. But hey, even if you don't do that, if you don't come to the forums, if you only enjoy listening to the podcast, that's okay. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. And I am so grateful. 
I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for you being here with me. And I really hope you're enjoying the content. If you would like to be on the show, talk to me on the show. Well, let's figure that out. Send me an email, baseballpod.jb at gmail.com. That's where you can email me. You can go over to the site. You can talk in the chat. That comes directly to me as well. And let's connect. Let's collab. And I would love to do so. So let's talk soon. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks again. Thanks for being in, in with me today. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon.